Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Welcome to episode four of the Deliverability Defined podcast. In case you missed our first episode, email deliverability is your ability to reach the inbox of your subscribers. If you don't know much about email deliverability, go check out that first episode. We dive deep into what it is and why it's really important for you to be successful at email marketing. But today we're going to talk about list bombing and how it impacts your deliverability. My name is Alyssa and my co-host is Melissa. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. I feel like every single day we've recorded so far, when you're like asking me how I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I'm fine, but it's raining today. (laughs) I feel like it's been raining every single day we record. I know. And during, you know, this quarantine time, a rainy day can really impact your mood. Like the weather can totally change things. (laughs) Yes, I know. So we were kind of talking earlier, what misconceptions do we see the most often about what list bombing is? The biggest misconception I see is that people think it's personal. Maybe it has to do with their website or their form or the ESP they're using to collect subscribers. But list bombing is happening to forms all over the internet. It doesn't really matter which email service provider you use or what your website's about, there's a good chance these attackers are doing this to any form they can find. Although, as we'll talk about later, some ESPs like ConvertKit do have some protection in place to help you not be as impacted by list bombing. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. I see that one a lot. And another one that I also see, and we'll kind of talk about this a little bit later and like how list bombing actually works, because I think knowing how it works makes it easier to sort of troubleshoot the issue. But I see a lot of people think, oh, well, all these emails that I'm getting are legit. They all look real. They don't have weird characters in them. They don't have, they don't look like a spammer email or a bot email, you know, and that's just not always true. Um, And we'll kind of dive into why that's not true. But I don't think like, oh, I had 60 subscribers today and normally I only have four and that's great. I mean, Unfortunately, that's probably not what's actually happening. Yeah, and we'll talk more about how to see if list bombing could be happen to you, happening to you. And even if the email addresses do look like real email addresses, we have a couple options for how you can tell if they're actually bots. But before we get into that, let's talk about what list bombing even is. It's such a weird word, and it's something that most people have never heard of unless it happens to them and they're like, what is going on with my list? Definitely. So list bombing is when an email addresses are added to a form on the internet maliciously. So like I said, oftentimes you might see normally you have five subscribers a day. Like that's kind of your average. And then one day you might look at your stats and you're looking at your dashboard and all of a sudden you have like 150. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen super often that something went viral on your website or something exciting is happening and all of a sudden you have this flood of legit subscribers. Normally, this is actually like a list bombing situation. Yeah. And what happens here is 
essentially a bunch of email addresses are added to your form by some malicious person on the internet. And as Melissa said earlier, sometimes those email addresses are invalid. You know, they'll bounce. They just don't look real. But a lot of times those email addresses that get added belong to real people and they're real email addresses. So it can be hard to tell if they were added by a bot or not. And A lot of people, I think the biggest question I get when I talk to customers or senders about this issue is they're like, why would anyone want to do this? Like, why do they care about my form? Who's doing this and why? Yeah, I definitely see this a lot. And it is kind of a confusing concept because, I mean, we've said in the past couple episodes, like, don't forget that the person that has an email address, like they are a person on the other side of that email address. So this concept is weird because it's, I mean, why exactly? Why would anyone want this to happen? Right. So there are a few different reasons why a malicious attacker out there would want this to happen. The two I've seen most common, and I've actually heard from victims on the other side of list bombing, especially for this first one that happens sometimes. And what will happen is the malicious person will acquire a list of logins, let's say for a bank account, to keep it simple. So typically those logins consist of an email address and a password. And this malicious person wants to log into those accounts and get something out of it. But in order for them to do what they want to do, they don't want to get caught. So they will often take those lists of logins, but just the email address, and they will put it through as many signup forms as they can find on the internet. So if your email address was on that list, all of a sudden your inbox would just be flooded with so many emails that you wouldn't see an email from your bank saying, watch out, there's been a suspicious login in your account from this IP address in this location, where you typically would have said, oh, that's not me, shut that down. And you could have stopped the bad person from doing whatever they're doing. But instead, you have a ton of emails in your account from people you don't know, you've never heard of, and you just have no idea what's going on. So that's the biggest, most common reason I've seen so far. And just to clarify, because I think this is something that gets a bit confusing, and I do see this question, Our customers who come to us and say, I think I might be experiencing list bombing or can you check and see why I have so many subscribers? That doesn't mean that malicious person is trying to like hack your ConvertKit account. Like I think there's some confusion there sometimes. So we're talking about as a subscriber, those people on your list who are getting added, those are the people who are being like maliciously attacked. So I mean, obviously doing the right thing, you want to be sure that you shut those situations down for the sake of those subscribers. But just don't jump to the conclusion that they're trying to hack you as the sender. Yeah, you're pretty much caught in the crossfire here as the sender, but you do get some damage, which we're going to talk about here in a second, which is another good reason why you'll want to make sure this is stopped ASAP. The second reason I have seen someone might be list bombing forms is that they're practicing for a larger DDoS attack. If you don't know what that is, it stands for a distributed denial of service attack, which you've probably heard about in the news. Maybe you don't know like explicitly that's what it was, but essentially some attackers have a specific person or organization they do want to take down. And they can do that by potentially flooding their servers with requests. So if they are able to submit 
just a whole bunch of requests through their forms, sometimes it can actually take down a full server and whatever that organization is won't be able to operate. So sometimes your form is just like a smaller stepping stone to that bigger plan. I think that one's not as common, but it's certainly one I have heard of happening before. And like Alyssa just said, this is a stepping stone. So it's not your like assisting someone on purpose, obviously, to help them with this. And it's very, can be very random at times. Like we'll see someone experience this and then maybe they won't have an experience like this for a long time. But basically, list bombing impacts your deliverability. So on one hand, you could sit there and say, well, because these aren't actual subscribers that want to sign up to my list, like why would I even really care? But you do want to care because what happens is when those email addresses are added and they are real people, those people are going to automatically complain. They're going to be like, why am I getting all these emails? So as a subscriber, if I went into my inbox one day and I saw that I had 500 incentive emails, I would say, oh no, something's not right. And I would probably go in and say, spam, spam, spam. I didn't sign up to these. So that's going to elevate your complaint rate. Exactly. And you just touched on something. I'm kind of skipping ahead, but it was just so good that I just want to talk about it. You mentioned incentive emails. So that's what we call at ConvertKit, like confirmation emails. So I'm sure you've seen you can add kind of a step where someone needs to confirm their subscription. And I'm thinking about myself. If I was on the side of being attacked by list bombing, you know, I was added to your list and I was added to a bunch of other lists. If I saw a bunch of confirmation emails in my inbox, I actually probably wouldn't mark those as spam. I would just not confirm. However, if I see a bunch of emails in my inbox saying like 20% off, whatever it is, or any other email that's not a confirmation email, I probably would mark that as spam. But for the confirmation emails, I would think, oh, I just need to not click this button. I don't know why I got this in the first place, but I don't want to confirm. So that action right there would help your deliverability if you have a confirmation email in place, because all I need to do is not click the button and I won't be added to your list because I didn't sign up to be there anyways. We're going to go more in detail about that, but you brought it up and I just had to piggyback because that was really good. I feel like that's probably what I would do as well now that I think about it. I probably wouldn't complain if I saw a bunch of confirmation because I probably wouldn't even want to click on the email in the first place since usually most people for their incentive email, it says, thanks for signing up, click here to confirm or whatever. So yeah, I wouldn't even want to like go down that road. Yeah. So in that case, a confirmation email would probably help you a lot, which we'll talk about. But to go back to how list bombing can hurt you and why it's really important to stay on top of it. So we talked a couple weeks ago about sender reputation. And we talked about how your sender reputation is what determines your deliverability the most heavily. And that it's determined by how your subscribers engage or don't engage with your emails. And the more positive signals that they send, like opens, clicks, replies, that helps your sender reputation get better. And the more negative actions, it hurts your sender reputation. So as Melissa was just saying, list bombing is one of the biggest generators of spam complaints we see and that any ESPs see. So because you're seeing a bunch of email addresses added to your list that don't actually want to be there. So again, as it was mentioned, they're probably going to mark the message as spam because they don't know who you are. They don't know what list bombing is typically. And they just know, I don't want this email. So I'm going to mark it as spam. 
And when you see that flood of spam complaints come in from list bombing, you'll likely see your deliverability take a hit, see lower open rates, and it's just sort of a mess. So it's best to protect yourself proactively if you're not already experiencing these issues. And actually, I don't even know, I'm not sure if this is something that we wanted to discuss on here, but I'm just thinking about it now as you're talking about this and something I see specifically at ConvertKit, like the question that comes through kind of often is, why do I have so many cold subscribers? And so if those people don't complain, maybe that addresses like not one they use anymore. Maybe it's just kind of, you know, their trash email. We all have one for coupons and other things. So maybe they just don't really care. So they don't complain, but they stay on your list as an active subscriber for a long time and they become cold. And when you continue to email those people who are no longer engaged, that also piggybacks with your sender reputation. So that's something that can kind of be like an impact from list bombing. And we'll also talk about that in signs of list bombing. But that's, yeah, that's just something I kind of thought about just now. So even if they don't complain, like you're saying, Melissa, they're definitely not going to be engaged subscribers. So them just sitting on your list and never opening your emails is still a really negative signal. So either way, list bombing hurts deliverability, and it's important to go ahead and try and control it before it happens. So we've mentioned this a little bit. There are some signs of list bombing sometimes. Sometimes it is harder to find those signs. But what are some signs you've seen? So more recently, I've noticed, I think it kind of fluctuates with what these malicious users, like how they do things. Like obviously, I think they do whatever starts working for them. So I I think it ebbs and flows with what we see on our end. But I've actually been noticing URLs in the name fields lately more often than I used to. And so that's a pretty obvious sign. Those are the ones that I think our customers specifically start to notice. They're like, oh, this isn't a real person. This subscriber has a name field with a URL in it, and that's not normal. Yeah, exactly. That's such a really clear one to see that we have started to see it pick up lately. And another one would be a strange combination of letters and numbers in the name field, or sometimes it's just a weird combination of all lowercase letters. So that's a pretty quick one to find. If you're not collecting a name field or any other field like that, sometimes you can tell because the email addresses will have a lot of dots in them. (laughs) I know that's a strange one. I think what's happening there is Gmail essentially will treat your email address as the same email address, even if you add a bunch of, you can add periods anywhere in the first part of the email address before the at symbol. So I think that's a way for them to send a specific subscriber a lot of emails because they can use the same email address over and over and just add a lot of different dots in the middle. So if you see email addresses that just have too many dots in them, it doesn't make sense. That's a sign of list bombing. Another one would be if you have signups from countries that don't make sense for your business. I think we've all had, like if you get a notification that says, hey, someone's trying to log into your account from Russia, like that's kind of a sign that something's not right. And so the same thing can happen with these. If you go into, especially like in ConvertKit and you go into your subscriber profile, you can see like a general area where someone has signed up from. And, you know, if you all of a sudden start receiving a flood of the same country and maybe your business is based in California and you don't normally see those, then that might be a sign that maybe something's going on. Yeah. And for this one, it's just important to know your business and know what's normal for you. For some people um, that have online businesses, 
it's totally normal to see Russian signups and just signups from everywhere. But for some companies, it's not. I've worked with senders who are like bakeries in Minnesota, and then they see a ton of Russian signups. And we're like, that just doesn't really make sense. So it's a good sign. Yeah, that doesn't really match. Or like, I haven't been there anytime recently. (laughs) So what's going on? And usually you can tell from the domain of the email address if it's international. So like .ru is Russia, .jp is Japan, .de is Germany. So knowing things like that, if you just see a rise in anything that you don't typically see, it might be something to look into. So there's also a lot of ways to protect yourself from this happening. And that's one thing we were kind of talking about with like the cold subscribers. So if you're not collecting and name field, like we mentioned, and maybe all the email addresses coming through your form look legit. That does happen sometimes, but you're still feeling like you might be experiencing list bombing. One good way to tell if everything else looks okay is check out the complaints you've been receiving. In ConvertKit, you can do that by going to your subscribers page and going to complained subscribers. If you're using a different ESP, I'm sure there's a good way to see your recent spam complaints. And just kind of go through those and see if anyone has been complaining about the very first email they receive from you. Hopefully that's the confirmation email or incentive email, but even if it's just a regular email, if someone signs up for your list, receives an email from you, and immediately marks it as spam, that's a pretty good sign. They did not actually sign up for your list because that's just not normal behavior. So that's a pretty reliable way to check if you have list bombing happening. That's a great point. That's the first thing that I do pretty much when I go into an account to help a customer out is I check the timing. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's back-to-back, I signed up for your list, I complained to be on your list. I don't want to be on your list. That's exactly how you can tell. Right. I mean, there. I'm sure there are very weird scenarios where that could happen and it's not list bombing. Maybe they were offended by something in your email. Who knows? But if you're seeing it even a few times, that's a pretty good sign that those people did not sign up to be there. Right. So what are some ways that we can protect ourselves as senders from this happening to us? Great question. So it kind of depends on what form you're using. I will say ConvertKit does have automated bot protection that is amazing. We have a team of engineers here that focus on deliverability, compliance, and spam, and they are just insanely talented. And they have done an amazing job at building this platform that can detect bot activity. And essentially, if they see a signup looks like it could be a bot, they'll show a recaptcha. And if the person isn't able to fill out the recaptcha, then it's a bot and that signup doesn't make it onto your form. If the person does fill out the recaptcha, that's great. They're a real signup and they'll be added to your form. So highly recommend if you're a ConvertKit customer, if you're not, come on over. But if you are, use our forms just directly on your site is what I would recommend. I would recommend, I mean, if you're using an integration like WordPress or any other integration, uh, that bot protection isn't going to work because that form is living with that integration. So make sure you use whatever the integration is, you use their own protection, which might just be reCAPTCHA. So for any form on the internet, if you're not using the ConvertKit form directly on your site, make sure you're using some sort of reCAPTCHA. Essentially, this will help bots not make it onto your list. There are some savvy bots out there. It's been rumored that some can get through reCAPTCHA, but most of them will be stopped by the reCAPTCHA. 
One thing to note, I've had to say this to non-ConvertKit customers that I've helped in the past. If you add reCAPTCHA to your form, maybe you have a developer do it, maybe you're using some sort of integration, be sure there is a setting that you can essentially toggle the reCAPTCHA to not show up if the page doesn't use JavaScript. This is bad because bots are not going to be using JavaScript. So it essentially means they could get to your form and sign up as long as they don't have JavaScript enabled. So make sure the reCAPTCHA stays intact even if JavaScript isn't running on the page. That's a really, really good point. Thanks. Let's talk about double opt-in slash confirmed opt-in. It means the same thing. We just mentioned it, but Melissa... Why is that so important? So double opt-in is just one of the very basic ways that you can be sure that you have an engaged list. So this goes beyond just list bombing in general. This is just a kind of a basic practice, like a positive practice of email marketing that everyone will, we think everyone should mostly have in place. So the double opt-in helps to secure your form number one. So like Alyssa said earlier, if someone is being targeted uh, for list bombing, usually that incentive email, that confirmation email will be sent first, and usually a complaint won't come from that. Instead, if you were to have someone add emails to your list and you did not have that double opt-in, they might start getting your sequences, your emails that are automated, you know, the instant email that you get right away. So they might get that. They might say that has nothing to do with anything I've ever signed up for in my life and they're going to complain. So that's the first reason. And the second reason that I think of instantly is the whole cold subscriber situation, which like we mentioned before, is another way to tell if you have list bombing happening to you. Basically, we always try to preach that less is more when it comes to an email list. If you have people who are not engaged in your list and sit there for a long time, it can really start to hurt your deliverability and your reputation as a sender. So that confirmation email just helps people who genuinely want to receive information from you engage with your list. And ultimately, your open rates will probably be better than someone who maybe doesn't have that confirmation email sent out first. Yeah, so important. And I think this goes into another common misconception because when email first became a thing a while ago, but also even just probably about 10 years ago, email marketing was so different. Deliverability was so different. The filters were not what they are today. And you really could just email anyone. You could just, you know, people said the word blast. Don't say that, but (laughs) you could blast out emails to whoever you want. And it didn't really hurt you. There was no repercussion to that. You could just hope for a sale, which is what a lot of people did. That was their strategy. Email anyone you can find and hope someone buys something from me. But now with the way deliverability is, doing that will hurt you and it will make it harder to actually make sales to people who would want to buy something from you. Because with each person who sits on your list and remains unengaged and you just keep emailing them and emailing them, it takes a little ding to your deliverability. And over time, it's going to have a really big impact. So just as you're saying, Melissa, it's so important to have that double opt-in or a confirmed opt-in because it will make sure the people who didn't actually want to be on your list don't get there in the first place. They do have a chance. They can click that button and be added, and that's awesome. And that's a good sign they're going to be engaged. But if someone doesn't want to click and confirm their opt-in, that's a great sign that 
they don't want to be there. Or even if maybe they did sign up and then they forgot to click that link or whatever it may be, that might be a sign that they wouldn't have been a very engaged subscriber. Of course, some things happen, but I think double opt-in is so important. Well, and this is kind of, this is something that I also see, and it's maybe not as important to some people, but I do think it's a helpful reminder that especially at ConvertKit, when you're paying for the amount of subscribers that you're emailing every month, if you have all those people who are unengaged that are confirmed subscribers sitting on your list, you're paying for those people to be there. And that's from like, I guess you could say a business standpoint, that's probably not the best decision right? anyways. And and I know a lot of people probably don't think about it that way. They just see their list size growing. And that's, I mean, that's honestly great if those are legit subscribers. But we do want to preach that those engaged subscribers will do you way more good in the long term than having just a big list size. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, all subscribers on your list are not equal to the amount of value they can bring to your business. And this is so exciting to me because we are actually working on subscriber scoring. So that'll be for the pro plan on ConvertKit, but it will give you a score, five star, four star, three star, and then all the way down to zero star to essentially help you figure that out. Like which subscribers are converting, they're bringing you value. They are giving you a good return on investment and which subscribers are actually probably costing you more money than they're bringing in. So yeah, it's good to make that analysis in your head. If you're a ConvertKit customer, be on the lookout for that feature for creator pro accounts. But It's important to make sure you're caring about the quality of your list health. We're going to dive more into that in a future episode. But for now, protecting yourself from list bombing is one of the best ways you can keep your list healthy. Right. And it all starts with your forms and how you secure them. So be sure you're taking, whether you're using ConvertKit forms or other forms with integrations, just be sure you look into what resources are available to you in order to protect yourself from those kind of bot signups. Exactly. I think we about covered it. What do you think? I think so too. I mean, it's one of my favorite topics because it kind of encompasses a lot of great practices that people should already be using for just their overall deliverability and their sender reputation. Yeah. And one thing I did want to mention earlier is that I've seen this happen to so many different kinds of senders across all different ESPs. It'll happen to someone with a list of 100 subscribers. And I've seen it happen to massive companies with millions of subscribers. So it just, it's not like we said earlier, it's not personal to you, but we can all work together to try and stop list bombing. I know at ConvertKit, we work hard to make sure you're protected from it if you're using our forms directly on your site. But if you're not, that's okay. And just make sure you have reCAPTCHA in place as well as double opt-in. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I hope you all have a great rest of your week please make sure to give us a review. Hopefully a good one. (laughs) Well, join us next week. We are going to talk about how to avoid spam traps the right way and hopefully provide some good information there. Yeah. Ooh, spam traps. That's a fun one. Definitely. All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, 
Let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week. Bye.